Welcome to the Reach Effect Achieve podcast. My name is Devin Emig, and I have been working as a color guard tech designer, instructor, and consultant for over a decade. I work with low income or no income school systems who are in the beginning phases of their winter guard programs and help them get their foot in the door and their name on the map. I am passionate about Color Guard as an opportunity to reach out to youth, affect positive change in their lives, and push them to achieve more than they ever thought possible. This is Reach, Effect, Achieve. So, you've decided you want to start a Winter Guard program. Now what? How do you generate interest? Who is even eligible to be involved? How do you pick your team? How do you pick your show? How are you going to pay for all of this? And how do you make sure the season is a success for everyone involved? Starting a Winter Guard program can be incredibly daunting, especially if you're from a small school with little to no budget and students who have limited exposure to Winter Guard, if they even have any at all. The best place to start is with Fall Guard members. These students already at least have a basic understanding of what Guard is and what fundamentals are required. Remember, you only need five members to be a competitive guard. However, you're probably going to want a few more, so let's look at our options. First, check around your local circuits and ask for a copy of their handbooks. Most of these are available online, and when in doubt, the WGI handbook is always a good point of reference. WGI and most circuits now allow students from the same school district to compete as a scholastic unit. You heard that right. You no longer have to get all of your kids from the same school, but rather all from the same district. That means if a neighboring school also doesn't have a Winter Guard program, you can reach out to that director. Ask if they have any intention of starting a Winter Guard. If the answer is no, ask them if they would be willing to advertise for your Winter Guard with their kids. If the answer is yes, maybe you guys can collaborate. All the options are possible. Another great way to spread the word, especially around your school, is your school's Facebook page, newsletter, or morning announcements. Especially for your first year, if you can, open it up to anyone and everyone in the school. Put up flyers with basic information about Color Guard. My personal favorite is the meme that's going around right now about dancing and gymnastics and blah blah now add flying swords, right? Like, it's fun, it's attention-grabbing. Use it. Use these things to your advantage. Get people interested. Get them talking about it. Talk to some of the other club directors, like dance team or show choir, and see if they will help you promote your activity. If you are taking students from other activities, though, make sure that you also align with the instructor of that activity before setting your practice schedule. You don't want to be the program that steals other students. So once you've started advertising, you're going to want to set an audition week about three weeks out from when you start that advertising. That gives your kids plenty of time to remember to talk to their parents about it, make arrangements to stay after school or whatever it is they need to do. Start your audition week with an interest meeting and a basic introduction to some fundamentals. I would suggest meeting every day after school that week with the last day being tryouts, but it's really about how you want to format it. Ask band directors or guard directors from neighboring schools to come judge your tryouts. This eliminates bias from teachers who interact with your students every day, which helps absolve you from any backlash from parents whose kids don't make the squad. Make your tryouts be a combination of fundamentals and a short routine. 
My personal favorite as a judge is always when the last 8 or 16 counts of a tryout routine are left open for kids to freestyle. It is amazing what some of these kids can do that's not what you taught them. Plus, it gives your more seasoned performers an opportunity to shine. Now, the big question, how much money do I need and how am I going to pay for all of this? Real quick, I want to tell you guys that if you are loving this podcast and you're like, yes, I just need to write down everything this girl is saying, you're not alone. Okay, you may be alone, but I do have a one-pager worksheet because I'm I'm a one-pager visual person type gal. So if you hop on over to my website, www.atandrellc, that's A-T-T-E-I-N-D-R-E-L-L-C.com, Sign up for my email list. It will be in your box by the end of today. And what's more, this is a six-week series. So every week for the next six weeks, you will get a, a worksheet. You will get a reminder that this podcast is coming, and you will get awesome tidbits from me that you can use right now to plan your Winter Guard season. How great does that sound? One more time, it's www.attendrellc.com, and it is all free my gift to you, the Winter Guard community. So getting back to business, how much money will you actually need? Again, you're going to want to go back to the local circuits in your area. Most circuits will let groups perform at individual shows without actually joining the circuit. See what those would cost. Decide how many shows you want to try for your first season. I would recommend at least two shows with at least one of them being a circuit show. This way, there's no pressure for championships, but your kids have an opportunity not only to receive feedback from a judging panel, but also to watch shows that are competitive circuit shows and to glean a better understanding of what they need to move up to that level. Once you've picked your shows, also write down how far away they are. You will need to ensure your students, floor, props, and equipment all make it to the same location at the same time. You need to decide whether this will be by individual transport from their parents, for which you will still need a trailer for equipment and a floor, or whether you want a big yellow bus. Think about mileage as well as paying for the bus driver's time. Set a budget for props, equipment, floor, and costumes. Discount Dance is an online website with lots of great options if you're not quite ready for cost- blah. custom-made uniforms. Custom-made custom costumes. That is a mouthful, guys. Custom-made costumes. If you are only using students from your fall show, you can also consider reusing your fall uniform. Understand that even with this planning... There are going to be things that don't work out, and you're going to have to make compromises. Finally, if you're not a member of the faculty at the school you'll be teaching at, you'll need to add a fee for your own services, as well as anyone you want to bring in to support. We'll break that down a little further in the next week's episode, but for now, consider this calculation, all right? Minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. Assuming you lose about 30% of that to taxes if you're working a typical job, your take-home is roughly $5, right? And even if it's not exactly $5, I don't like math. Five is an easy number to multiply by. We're going to go with it, all right? So let's also assume that you'll be putting in a minimum of 60 hours into this guard program with practices and a couple competitions. So 60 hours at $5 each is $300. Your minimum as a director should be no lower than $300. 
Now, there may be a student who comes and helps or texts for you, and a lot of those are on a volunteer basis, at least where I live. But assume that any professional you bring in to support you will cost you at least the same $300. As a side note, I realize that many of you are volunteers or get paid less than this. Ultimately, it comes down to what the program can afford and what you are willing to accept to keep doing what you love. So, now that you've gotten all of this figured up, you've got buses, you've got competitions, you've got your fees, you've got fees for anybody else, I personally like to add 10% to my estimate as a buffer in case things go horribly wrong. Then, you're going to take this number divided by the number of students in your program. Is this a number you think is realistic? If not, think about where you can adjust. Maybe you do do the individual travel instead of having the bus. You know, maybe you go to a closer show instead of that great regional that you really wanted to take them to. Figure out what you think is a realistic number based on the number of students you plan to have in your program. Then make this part of their commitment. The majority of the burden is ultimately going to lie on the students who choose to participate. You should probably wait, though, until after tryouts before discussing finite numbers for your fees with either the students or your parents. I say this because if you have 24 students try out, but only 16 of them can do, and you really wanted 20, but you just don't get there, that cost is going to look a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit higher with those four students missing. It's not fair to give your parents and your students unrealistic expectations and then come back and be like, oh, by the way, it's going to be an extra $75, right? Also, before you go handing out these parents and students this crazy number, especially if you're expecting there's going to be a little bit of backlash if you've never done this before, come with some fundraising ideas in mind, okay? Or at least tell them that there will be opportunities for fundraising, even if you don't know exactly what they are right now. In a later episode, we will also brainstorm fundraising ideas. For now, just know that fundraising is always an option, and there are so many opportunities and creative ways for your team to raise money. I know all of this sounds daunting, but I promise you it is absolutely something that you can handle. And I've got your back with a free worksheet to help break this all down. If you haven't yet, hop on over to my website at www.attendrellc.com. I need a better website. But you know what? It is, it is what it is for now. Sign up for the email list. You will get an email from me in your inbox with a free worksheet for this podcast. And you'll continue to get them for the next six weeks. You can also find me on social media at Atandra on Facebook or on Instagram at reach.effect.achieve. That's effect with an A. I'm so excited, guys, that you have chosen to dedicate your time to creating a great program for your students. I look forward to seeing you take the floor in competition. <laughs>